0: Today we're gonna continue the wonderful conversation started last week by our interview with Katie and Ethan, as they shared about how the Creighton system specifically has helped them to connect and deepen their relationship within their marriage. And that is a beautiful aspect of using a natural method, specifically the Creighton method as well, because that is a key focus of the system. Creighton allows you to understand your fertility in order to make informed decisions about health and wellness, family planning, fertility treatments, and more. But that's not the only goal or benefit. Another is to be able to use this as a shared system that truly does respect the dignity of women and of marriage. And so that it can be this practice that works to further unite you within your marriage. And you know, this makes sense. When you think about one of the main factors we consider in a couple's fertility is when they choose to have intercourse. And intercourse itself is designed by God to be both procreative and unitive. So procreative means to procreate or to have biological children and unitive means to bond or to unite two into one. Now, of course, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you may think we tend to lean a little heavy on the procreative side, uh, which I understand, but there is a reason for that. Um, and I assure you that we think that both things are equally as important, um, but we focus so much on the fertility or procreative aspect for a couple reasons, several actually. One is that there is this cultural assumption out there that sex can be somehow separated from procreation, from biological children. And not only is that simply not true, there is no 100% effective method to avoid pregnancy outside of abstinence, but it also starts leading us down a path that I truly do not feel like is our for our greatest good. Sex is interconnected and complicated, and it's a gift in the best way possible. Uh, It's full of good things for us physically, emotionally, spiritually. So anytime we start trying to strip away any of those aspects that make it what it is as a whole we start reducing it to something that gets progressively emptier and more temporary. So we wanna speak about the importance of keeping the aspect of biological children interconnected with sex as one of those good things for us within it, because it matters. And if we never talk about it, we may lose sight of why. So we talk about the fact that sex creates babies and that that's not something that we need to mourn or despair about, you know, but instead we can just understand it and embrace it for what it is, a part of that good gift. Now, at the same time, there's this other assumption out there that we also wanna be intentional about combating, which is that a natural approach like ours only focuses on making babies, and that couples ought to have as many babies as possible, that if you use a natural family planning system, you must want to have a really huge family. But none of those things are true for every couple, especially, I'd say, most of the couples that we work with, those things are not true for So we feel very confident that God is active and involved in the bringing of new souls into creation and God will give each couple guidance on when they should try to grow their family biologically and when they should be avoiding pregnancy. Remember, God designed our systems. God gave us tangible ways to see exactly when we as couples are fertile and infertile. So we can just use that information along with prayerful discernment to make those decisions each month about whether to avoid or achieve a pregnancy. So using a natural approach does not mean you automatically want dozens of children or that you are more likely to have an unplanned pregnancy. So it's really important that we're saying this a lot. And so we have to say it many, many times to try to combat both of these those, these assumptions out there. Finally, another really important reason we talk a lot about the procreative or fertility side of things is because most couples don't know about it and we think they ought to have the option. Now, I wish that fertility education was offered right alongside hormonal contraception and fertility treatments, but it's not. So we have to talk about it. We have to provide resources to get the information out there. But with all that being said, the unitive aspect of sex is equally as important to the procreative aspect, and we are here for it. Uh, so what does it mean? for sex to be unitive. For starters, it is a physical demonstration of the fact that two individuals are becoming one. And there's a mystery in that. Paul agrees, you know, how can two become one? Well, in Genesis 2.24, this is where we hear it first. After sharing how God created woman as a partner for man, it says, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And this verse comes up several times throughout the New Testament to describe this really special relationship between husband and wife. Maybe you've also heard scripture refer to sex as intimately knowing one another. There's something different about this. There's something really special. And even if we struggle with the imagery of two become one and what that actually looks like, we know that sex plays a significant role in bringing that reality to be. This act is not designed to be self-focused, but the opposite it's meant to bring that marriage relationship to a place of intimacy that no other relationship can touch. Even relationships as close and special and meaningful as father and mother, it's not the same. It's also meant to be sacrificial, not in an abusive or debasing way, absolutely, but in a way that constantly says you value their good and you can rest in the fact that they value yours. You are safe with them and they are safe with you. You are giving totally out of this vulnerable place. You are authentically yourself with them. And they see all of you, hopes and fears, mistakes and temptations, naked body, ugly bowls, like you name it, you know, you are giving all of yourself to them to join as one with them. And as they Give in that way, back to you, you both are brought closer to understanding how Christ could give himself totally for us, the church. It is a mystery, y'all. I, there's no here's the complete explanation here, but it's one that I think that we need to constantly continue exploring and looking into. It's also meant to be exclusive. So you really can't have that kind of true, raw, authentic, sacrificial experience with anyone. When you join together in marriage, in holy union, you say that in order to reach those depths of intimacy with your spouse, you forsake all others. That adds to that trust and respect needed in order to be truly vulnerable and sacrificial. So in this way, embracing sex as both procreative and unitive, we invite God in to even this intimate aspect of our lives and marriages. And with it being this important and special to a marriage, of course it's a big deal to choose to use a family planning system that helps you avoid pregnancy by choosing not to have genital contact during certain times of the month. We don't leave you stranded though, okay? And God didn't leave us stranded with only one way to develop this kind of intimate bond, okay? So at Woven, we focus a lot on whole person intimacy because you don't only have one way to do that, you know? And you don't only want to be one and vulnerable and safe and intimate through intercourse alone want to know each other in other ways, spiritually, intellectually, creatively, emotionally, and in physical ways outside of intercourse. So, I mean, you know, I get it. For many, the easiest way to express all those things at once is through that sexual intimacy. Because, again, it can be the complete giving of two people to becoming one. It can represent giving all of those aspects of ourselves. But that doesn't mean that there aren't other ways to express and practice that that really mean a lot. Ethan and Katie spoke to this some in the last episode, and even gave a great few examples of what this may look like in their marriage. But what's deeply meaningful to one couple may not mean a thing to another couple. So I'd ask you, what gives you a deeper insight into your spouse? What do you love doing together on a free afternoon? Uh, Maybe what are things that your spouse already does that make you feel seen and loved and appreciated? or maybe what's something that you know and appreciate about your spouse that others miss. All of these things are great things to talk about together, to take time to think about, and really discover ways that you best receive love from your spouse and ways that you can express that love as well. You can definitely be intimate and deeply connect and express love without intercourse, but, We don't want you to have to do that all the time, okay? That is not the goal. (laughs) Trust me, that is not the goal. But for those few days each month where that may be the choice that you make together in order to avoid a pregnancy, it can provide a new opportunity each month to show love, deepen intimacy, express affection, and bond together as husband and wife maybe in ways that you've overlooked before. And that is the whole person intimacy that we're talking about. And I really believe that marriage is the better for it. So the good news is any couple can practice this. You do not have to use a natural approach to family planning in order to identify and prioritize that whole person intimacy and union in a marriage. But A natural family planning system gives you the absolute perfect opportunity to do it. It arrives each month, so you have a new opportunity every month. Both you and your spouse can see it approaching and departing together, so you can plan together. And it really is the perfect opportunity to talk about all these topics, to practice this type of intimacy, and confirm you're on the same page about whether or not to grow your family, all at the same time. Communication, friends, (laughs) you know, it's really important. And this is why we talk over and over again about couples using this system together one person simply just can't make all the decisions they can't bear the sole weight of their responsibility alone okay at least not in a way that's going to be unifying and supportive so it's a look different for each couple one couple is going to share the tasks differently than the next there's not like one everyone has to do it in the same way But communication about the intention is definitely done best when it's consistent and open. So you have that opportunity to talk about it maybe every month, every quarter, or maybe at the start of each new cycle. You may also choose to talk about it again during your window of fertility, even if you already talked about it at the start of the cycle, that's okay. Just as we are constantly open to the leading of the spirit in our other areas of our lives, we can be open and receptive to the Spirit's guidance here. And acknowledging that as a couple and being a safe place for your spouse to share the Lord's leading, whether that's towards avoiding or towards achieving, ooh, that is an important part of being that full, vulnerable, sacrificial giving found in physical intimacy. Being that safe place. So y'all, this is one of those topics where we could talk so much more about each and every point, and I, I want to, I have so many thoughts, but I hope that this really can be a good starting point in rethinking the intimacy that you share with your spouse, and how to make the most of that intimacy, even when you're avoiding pregnancy and genital contact. So you may be wondering, like, do we talk about this kind of stuff in client follow-ups? If you and I were working together, do we talk about this? Yeah, we do. The conversation is always going to be different, but I do make a point to talk about it with each couple who's using the system. We even have an activity that you can do together as husband and wife to get you started in talking about some of these things that we talked about today, because we realize it may not come naturally to you. Uh, Most couples haven't thought to talk about some of these things, and so we help you out. We want you to be successful. And more than that, we want you to thrive in your marriage while using Creighton. So if you'd like to work with us and give us the honor of partnering with you towards that goal, then I would recommend attending our introductory session this month. We're actually offering two, one in the morning, one in the evening. So you can register for either at wovenfertility.com slash join-us. We will not dive into your marriage and intimacy at that meeting, uh, this is more of an online group presentation that really helps you learn about the practical aspects of your fertility, how to use the Creighton method, what's involved as you're discerning if this is right for you. And we would love for you to join us. So until then, thanks for joining us today as we continue to explore together what it means to be woven well.